Welcome to the LA Realtor Podcast. I'm Paul with Great Builds. And I'm Sarah with Glen Oaks Escrow. And we're getting to know the industry one conversation at a time. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. We have a great guest for you today. Gary Mignoni. Paul, tell us all about him. Yeah, I'm excited to hear from Gary. He's had a long career of working and helping real estate agents. And I want to hear all about that. His current project, his latest project is a company called Contrast House. So welcome, Gary. Thanks so much for having me, guys. Great to be here. Yeah, this is awesome. All right, let's start with Contrast House. Cool name. Tell us, I mean, look, the website says launch your listing with media that wows. So tell us about what you're doing here. Yeah. So I teamed up with a couple of my buddies who have been operating in the real estate photo and video space exclusively on the kind of like high-end luxury multi-million dollar listings. And we came together about a year ago and had this kind of vision of bringing a version of that to every agent here in Los Angeles for any type of home. So what Contrast House does is editorial style photography, cinematic video, all packaged up in a way that makes your listing stand out and gives you all the assets you need for not just getting it live on the MLS, but making sure that you are properly pushing it through your website, your email newsletter, your social media channels. We have horizontal aspect ratios, vertical, like it fits TikTok, Instagram, everywhere you need it to be. So basically kind of listing promotional assets for the modern listing agent. Awesome. So you said you can do this for all listings. Do you really mean that? Like, can it be any listing? Does the house have to be in a certain kind of condition? Um, are you looking for more architecturally interesting homes or can it literally be any home in any condition? I imagine not any condition, right? Essentially, there's a price point to this that for some homes at a certain size and condition and, and, and price point, it probably doesn't make sense to invest in this scale of photography and video. But I'd say in the LA market, a lot, you know, a good amount of the homes that come to market deserve and need high quality media, especially as we're entering a time period where listings are going to be on market for more than seven days and you need to have the assets to promote them over time. So yeah, when I say any listing, I, I, I mean pretty much any of them. I mean, we're going to be able to showcase a place that when you as an agent are going in there, maybe taking some kind of intro photos and video just for yourself and your team, you're like, oh, I don't know how we're going to show this. We have the ability with the gear that we have, with the editing capabilities that we have to make a home look realistically, but show as great as possible online. And as we know, that's the first touch point for a lot of the potential buyers that come in. And so we need to get them to say, you know, we need to check that out. Let's put that on our list. Let's have our agent show us that home. That's the first step. You need to get their foot in the door before anything else. And that's what this product helps you to do. Well, let, let me back up. And sorry if this is a naive question, but you're right. Photography was still photos, you know, whatever, 10 years ago. But help me kind of understand what is it you mean when you say editorial style photography? And what does it mean when you say cinematic video? It sounds great and it sounds fancy, but what does it mean? Yeah. And it's one of those things that like you almost can't understand it unless you see it. So a podcast version of this explanation <laughs> probably isn't the best medium. So if anyone does want to see an example, contrast.house is the website. 
and you can see examples there. But editorial style essentially refers to the style that you're seeing in Architectural Digest, in Dwell, mm. in some of these like high-end magazines that showcase architecture and design. Like we said, not every home has those innate capabilities, but that's the way that we shoot. That's the style that we've kind of harnessed over the years. And the cinematic video side is essentially an elevated way of showcasing a home through video. That's not just your standard walkthrough that creates and evokes emotion and feeling and vibe and personality. It isn't just walking through with an iPhone on a stabilizer. It's so much more than that. And our team has a lot of experience in putting that together. Do you mean like the photos that you see agents taking a photo with their iPhone in the bathrooms where they capture themselves in the mirror? Right. (laughs) You're saying that's not a good thing? Oh, yeah. I mean, it is a, that is a strategy. It's it's a thing. We've all seen those, right? You're like, why are you in the photo in the mirror? Anyways. Exactly. So yeah, I, I agree. I think I think this is this is obviously the the trend, and you guys kind of go the extra mile, right? Or maybe maybe I should say people should be doing this. People should be doing editorial photo, video. You're talking about aerials. All the cool, new, fancy, high end homes have aerial shots. You're talking about twilight. So can you talk a little bit about that? Why why is all of that part of the package? Why is all that important? Yeah. So what we offer kind of scales down to just like basic photo and video like it's our it's our editorial style cinematic style but it's we have kind of a pared down package but for certain homes that you want to showcase the surrounding area like aerial photography and video it makes perfect sense it's not going to make sense for every home but for certain homes you're going to want to showcase like where it is and what it's around and that kind of context around its location and twilight's kind of the same thing i mean I feel like most homes show well during twilight. There's certain homes that show very well during twilight, ones that were really expertly and properly prepped and staged and lighted or lit, whatever the the past tense of that word is. Um, And uh, yeah, so these are options that we use to kind of add additional flair to the home. And we're talking storytelling, we're talking emotion. These are media production tactics that we apply to create that emotion and create that sense of, I need to be in that house. This is a special listing. And that's the, that's part of it. Yeah, I gotcha. And look, at least from your website, photography is not the most expensive part of listing a house, right? I mean, you're talking about spending hundreds of dollars. When you're talking about staging, you're talking about thousands of dollars. When you're talking about prepping repairs, you're talking tens of thousands of dollars. So like, this is kind of the tail end of the project. I feel like you want to get it right. You don't want to do all that and then save a couple hundred bucks to get crap photography, right? Yeah. And I look at it, the way I look at it is that from a marketing perspective, this is kind of the middle of the project because after you actually mm. capture these photos and videos, they need to go out to the world and there's different ways that that happens. And so you need to have budget available for the advertising and promotional elements of marketing that listing. And and we refer to it as launching a listing because we believe that, especially in today's type of market, that you can't just hit publish on the MLS and sit back and watch the buyers roll in. You do have to make a splash. You do have to make an impact. Every listing that you have is an opportunity to impress, make a connection, stand out among the neighbors, all the homeowners in that neighborhood. 
And Mm. you want to make sure that you're getting those people to take notice and pay attention and not just like, oh, the house down the street's up for sale. Let's check the price. But actually saying, having them think to themselves, like, I need to talk to that agent. I want to understand what their thought process is. I want to list my home like that. That's what we're trying to help agents achieve because that's the best way to use your existing business, your existing deal flow to capture future deal flow. So I know that you have one of your packages has you format some of these materials that you're capturing, the content that you're capturing for social media and and different types of marketing. Which types of social media, which types of marketing do you do at all? Or is it kind of an a la carte thing? Like if you want to be able to send an email blast or if you want it to be a reel, do you do all of those things? Or is it kind of a pick and choose what you're interested in? Yeah, so right now we're launching relatively lean in that, We're providing the photo and video in the aspect ratio and formats that are going to work on websites, email, social reels, stories, Facebook, you know, horizontal view type of thing, YouTube, uh, very important. So we're kind of giving and providing the package in a versatile way for the agent to do what they want with. We do have that upgrade where like, we'll create an Instagram reel for you. And so that's just really plug and play. The rest of it is stuff that we want to eventually move into as we after launch, where we're actually creating some of these promotional elements where we're hands on managing some of the advertising campaigns. We're going to work our way up to that right now. It's delivering in a versatile format for an agent to use however they use it. Some agents are doing email religiously. Some agents aren't. Some agents put all their new listings on their website. A lot of agents don't. So. Um, it's kind of up to the agent to kind of utilize their their media assets the way that they know best. And I'm kind of my personal mission is as we continue to work with clients to educate them on how they can continue to do it better. And then as we launch these new products of, you know, kind of done for you managed services, we can handle the advertising spend if you just kind of add on a package to your media package. So that's a, a direction that we want to continue to go. Well, that's your background, right, Gary? You, you've done a lot of digital marketing for agents. So I'd love for you to talk about that. If you were to give advice to an agent and they had your package of um, media goodies, right? What do they need to do with it? What, what is, what's the smartest thing just to, to do with that on social, on digital media? Where should I spend their money? Where should they not? Yeah. So it's, it's a pretty big ecosystem out there. And through my years of working with agents, one of the biggest things that I came up against was the lack of high quality marketing assets. So I'd work with a client and they'd send me a headshot from 14 years ago. They'd send me a pixelated logo that looked like it was from the early nineties. And I was just like, what can I do with this? They're so used to just forwarding that over to a a marketing vendor and having them place that in a tiny little box in a magazine or whatever the case may be. Digital is different. Digital is interactive. It's engaging. You need its content forward. So that's really kind of what led me into Contrast House was this is an opportunity for us to get hands on and help agents create the content they need to do digital properly. So when we're talking about that ecosystem, we are talking about kind of different types of content and listing promotion is just one of those types. So it, and it's the easiest one because you're already doing it. Like I said before, you're utilizing your existing activity in the market to promote yourself, but there's a lot more that's out there in terms of, I mean, 
as an agent, your brand is you. So it's so important to kind of like showcase yourself, your personality, really like your, your point of view on the market, I think is really important. The strengths that you bring to the table. Some agents are are really uh, strong design forward thinkers. Some agents are very financial and help clients in that way. So every agent kind of has their unique value proposition and has to kind of attack their content in that way. I think one of the more traditional ways of that agents think about advertising is more like, especially digital advertising is more on the lead generation side where like I put $500 in and I get X amount of contact email addresses and phone numbers out of that. And it's just like a smile and dial, like who's the quickest to call them back type of thing. Mm -hmm. And you can play that game. I mean, I'm not going to, not going to hate on that, but there's a better way to do it that for a lot of agents that don't have the time to play the numbers game on the phone, that you can utilize these tools to get people to develop a connection with you, to know you, like you, and trust you way before you have your initial conversation. So when I think about advertising and digital marketing for agents, I'm not thinking about leads. I'm not thinking about clicks. I'm not thinking about conversions. I'm thinking about conversations. How can Mm -hmm. I get you to have more conversations with more people in the, your neighborhood, your farm, wherever you're really trying to focus. And if you are good at what you do and you have a strong system of follow-up, of communication, of nurturing your database, you're going to have more conversations and you're going to grow your business over time. So that's the way that I look at it. It's, it's much more human it's much more conversational. And that's what social and digital has brought us to in the year 2022 for real estate marketing. It's no longer a clicks game. It's a conversations game. Yeah. So that makes total sense. Putting a sign in the ground in front of the house is not enough anymore, right? So you want to get those great digital assets that you've been talking about, develop your own brand, right? But then you, you got to get the word out. You got to get people to see that you have listed this beautiful house and you've done all this marketing. So you still got to use the channels, the email, the next door, the whatever. So I imagine you would agree that you still got to get that great media out on all the channels. If you're, if you're not doing that, you're, you're, you're missing an opportunity, right? Right. Yeah, definitely. It's for me, it it kind of, it's three main things. It's relevance. So making sure that like the content you're posting on social media that you're sending out in your email is relevant to the fact that you do real estate and that it's sent, you're, you're talking to a specific audience. So there's certain agents that really specialize in kind of the, the empty nesters that are kind of downsizing. And there's certain agents that focus on first time buyers, like, like hone your messaging in, make sure it's relevant to the person you're speaking to. Intimacy is the second piece where these tools help you get closer to the people that you want to do business with that you want in your database. So be authentic, show your personal self. Don't be fake. It sounds so easy, but it's difficult on social and it doesn't come easy to everyone. And then that last piece kind of relates to what you just said is omnipresence. So be everywhere, be, be frequent, be as on as many channels as possible and show up recurring over time. Like you don't want to be annoying, but you want to remind people that you exist. And I mean, that's, that's the bus bench strategy, you know? So we can use digital to do the same thing. Like, oh, I know, I feel like I know you because I've seen your face everywhere. But this takes it to the next level where we can actually use video of an agent talking about the market update for Porter Ranch or whatever, like something like that. And you take that to the next level. So it really, it's not an either or situation. It's not signage and out of home advertising or digital. It's not social or email. 
it's all of them. And you don't mm-hmm. have to be like 100% expert doing everything perfect across all channels. That's hard to do. It's almost impossible to do, but you need to be making an effort across all of them and then maybe have one or two that you're like really strong in and that you own. And that could be a personal thing, whatever you kind of feel personally connected to. If it's an, you're an Instagram person or you like doing video or whatever, but it, it really is kind of an and all of those channels together. And what we're building and kind of where we're going with Contrast House is going to give agents the tools. Because right now you have people saying, do video. Your phone does great video. Do video. Hmm. And, you know, if video doesn't come natural to you, like that's not going to be good for anybody. That's just <laughs> going to stress you out. <laughs> so, you know, we want to bring agents the tools to be able to do video but we bring them kind of a a really high-end, polished, professional way to do it. And we'll eventually get there. It's not not an easy way because agents aren't used to spending money in that way. So the listing promotional assets, like that's an established budget that agents are comfortable spending money on. This branding type of stuff, this branding video, it's a new thing. So it's, it, it takes time. There are so many different kinds of social media. And I, I do hear a lot of people saying, oh yeah, I got to get into that. I know it's good for my business. I know I should do that. Is there, if, if someone was like, I'm going to give it a shot, I'm going to pick one social media channel and I'm going to try to make the dial move with that. Is there one that you would recommend? Do you feel like it depends on the demographic of people that you're targeting or who you are as a person, what demographic you're in? Yeah, that's a good question. I think that there's a lot of different ways to look at that. And the way that I like to, and I've kind of alluded to this is, do you, like, what do you use as a person? You're going to be best at whatever you're naturally using. If you're not using social at all, it'll be a disaster. (laughs) But if you are on Facebook, like do Facebook. If you watch YouTube videos, do a YouTube video. Like if you're on TikTok, do TikTok. But, and that's, I mean, everyone's saying do TikTok now. So like, that's the easy (laughs) answer. Go on TikTok. The views are cheap and easy. Maybe your target market's there. They will eventually get there if they're not. Uh, A lot of people are there. But I say do what comes naturally to you. Do what uh, platform you're most familiar with. So what about these agents that are trying to be influencers like on TikTok or YouTube that are doing like a selfie stick type walkthrough on their iPhone? through a house. That's not pro. That's their thing. I assume you would say that's fine if that's their brand, but it's not for everyone. Or what's your thought about that? Yes. Uh, I think you're getting to know me pretty well on this call. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yes. But also there's not one specific way to do anything. So I feel like if you want to do it that way, like it's totally fine. Like Mm -hmm. if it's working for you, Go for it. I mean, there's, like you said, there's some influencers that are racking up a lot of visibility, a lot of awareness, and that's turning into deals, doing it just that way. Me, I personally like to do a little of everything. So I like that kind of raw, polished video for something like Instagram stories. I think it makes a lot of sense for things like that. Sometimes an Instagram reel will kind of call for a more raw you know, first person POV selfie stick style view. But I also feel like this depends on your price point, your market, kind of where you're at. I think the more kind of high-end polished type of media, the stuff that we do has a place in that world, especially as you're edging towards the kind of like higher price points and more of the luxury market that you want to kind of have that high-end feel in your content and in your marketing as well. 
So I think that both work and they both work well together. You just have to know like where it's going, how you're using it. And yeah, again, that's kind of what we're hoping to help agents discover over time. Can I switch subjects a little bit and feel free to pull me back if we don't want to talk about this, but you did a webinar for us at Glen Oaks a year or two ago Mm -hmm. about SEO. Yes. See? Yeah. Paul tried to explain it to me the other day (laughs) and I'm like, I literally... I'm having a very hard time understanding this. So can you tell us more about that and and how agents can use that to their advantage? And Yeah, totally. So the webinar was actually about digital content and like digital marketing as a whole. I don't think I talked about SEO in it, but I do like to talk about SEO. So I'm happy (laughs) to talk about it. I think that search as a whole has changed and evolved over the course of the last 10, 15 years as it regards to real estate and how consumers use the web to buy or look for inventory and also look for agents. Thanks to Zillow and all the kind of big prop tech for kind of changing the way that works. Um, And that's not to say that individual agents don't have a place in search, but it's a little different. So I think that search works really well as a secondary or complementary channel to some of these more brand forward channels like social and like kind of digital advertising, simply because there's no way for you to differentiate or stand out in Google search results. Every little blue link looks exactly the same. So and especially as you're looking at the search results for some of these real estate focused search terms, you're seeing the like local services ads at the very top that are kind of Google's way of monetizing search results where as an agent, you're bidding on clicks. That's not the kind of world I think that is a sustainable world for a lot of agents. If you have a good sales follow-up team, sure, pump your money into Google ads and get that visibility and turn it into those numbers into a percentage of, of business. But if your time is limited and you don't have the ability to follow up super fast on the phone, search is going to be hard for you. So there's limited real estate. It's difficult. And so the way I look at it is on the retargeting side. So if I can get someone to look at my video on social media and click through to my website, then I can retarget them in Google search. And if they've seen my name before, they'll see it in Google search and it'll connect again. So again, that kind of omnipresence. So I like to use it as that like complimentary way of following up with people that have already had an impression or a touch point with me versus trying to really coldly go, Hey, look at me, like click here. You don't know who I am. You don't know anything about me. Those people that are searching for agents on Google that don't know who they are. That's a tough sell. That's a room that is going to be hard for you to come out of a signed contract with. So I'm not saying you can't do it. I'm just saying it's somewhat inefficient. And unless you have a great system, it's going to be hard for you to see an ROI on that channel specifically. Right. Okay. And how do you link those together? Like if somebody does go and look at your story, how do you capture that and then somehow retarget them? Yeah. So it's relatively technical and it's constantly changing. So uh, with the privacy laws happening in California in terms of like internet privacy and things like that. and the way that Apple has changed the way that they track users on iPhone, the data that flows between all these systems can get a little bit murky or it's not as precise as it used to be. You used to be able to, like, if I wanted to reach you, I could probably reach you 
in a very specific way, utilizing these ads and, and kind of retargeting across channels. Nowadays, it's a little less precise, but it's all in the back end. It's a technical thing. If you aren't operating your website, your web developers should know how to put a cookie on the back end of the website and you track these users across devices. You know, you guys have all seen it whenever you shop for something on Amazon. Mm -hmm. It's all of a sudden in your, in your Facebook feed. I'm getting a ton of shoe ads lately. <laughs> a ton of shoe ads. They know my, I just assumed it was omnipresence, like you said. They're listen, they know my shoes are worn out. They literally know that, the, yeah, that my shoes are worn and that I twisted my ankle. Anywho, um, Gary, a couple last questions that I have. Should a house be prepped for, for real good photography and video? And is there a really ugly house that you did that you made it look great? Did you, did you find a way to turn an <laughs> ugly house pretty? Yeah. <laughs> so to answer your second question, the answer right. is, is most definitely yes. But luckily, I'm not the guy that goes in and shoots the homes or edits them. So mm. I can't take responsibility for putting lipstick on a pig. My partners are really good at going in there and making a home look really good or as good as it can. Let's say that making a home look as good as it can. There's a ceiling, there's a limit to the magic that we can do. <laughs> and yeah, there's certain markets here in Los Angeles where we know we're going to have a challenge. And the hardest part is when an agent buys a package that has aerial photography and video in it. And we go in there, we lift that drone up and we're like, this is just like a sea of suburban sprawl. It is not doing anybody any good to see this. And so we're really careful about how we integrate aerials into videos like that, because sometimes it actually takes away from the experience. But that's the biggest one. Can you, you know how they airbrush models? Can you airbrush a house and make it look better? Yeah, you definitely can. And I, I think we've all seen it. Like where you go and you get catfished on the MLS. You get catfished. <laughs> you walk in and you're like, that was not concrete. That was grass. <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah, we've seen a lot of the competitive media companies here do stuff like that. We tend to keep things very natural. Like our look and feel is like, all natural lighting. That's one of the things that makes us a little different. Like we'll come into a house and an agent will like, okay, let me throw all the lights on. And we're like, no, we don't, we don't put lights on. It's all natural lighting. And so we try to keep that like realism as part of what we do. And yeah, there's a little bit of touch up that happens in posts, but for the most part, like we want to keep things real and we don't want to be a part of that, like bait and switch stuff that's, that goes on sometimes. I did have one question that I, I wanted to ask earlier and I totally forgot. On the MLS, you can still only do videos and maybe like a Matterport kind of a thing, right? Can, can you do, I'm sorry, not videos, photos and maybe a Matterport. You can't do videos yet, can you? To my knowledge that in from the MLS directly that you can't, but you can link out to it. Oh, okay, great. I think still MLS stills, just that is, I think it's over. I mean, like that's a, that's a, that's a start. <laughs> But that can't be everything. Right, right. That can't be everything. Yeah, you definitely have to syndicate all that media out there and you've got to get video out there the best you can. Yeah. And yeah, social right now is the best way to do it. So that's where we're pushing a yeah. lot of our clients is the Instagram reels cuts, the vertical editing. And a lot of people will shoot the entire home regular, like in the horizontal portrait style. And then in editing, cut it to be that vertical. And so you kind of crop out some of the best parts of the view. And so we actually 
shoot everything vertical. So all of our vertical video is actually shot vertically so that it mm-hmm. feels native, that we capture everything we want to. So it's easier to do to film once and edit twice. It's harder to film twice and edit twice, but we think it, it creates a better outcome for everybody. Awesome. Good. Yeah. Great tips. Anything, anything else that realtors should know? I'd like to end with this question of what advice would you give? I mean, you already gave a lot of great advice, but anything we missed? I think my main philosophy is be useful and not annoying. So there's a lot of ways to use these <laughs> tools to jam your brand down people's throats. To If you dial up that omnipresence thing, it can be annoying. So be useful. Think about the problems that your target client is looking to solve and speak to those. This is a crazy time out there. The market shifted. People have questions. Don't let them get answers from somebody else. Give them the answers. Do it from your own voice. Do it authentically from your own point of view. Be useful and uh, utilize the channels to get those messages out there. That's, That's my biggest tip. Love that. Awesome. Love that. Thank you, Gary. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much, Gary. It's great to have you. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. I'm Paul with Great Builds. And I'm Sarah with Glen Oaks Escrow. And if you like what you heard, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. If you'd like to get in touch, please email us at larealtorpod at gmail.com. We'll see you next time. We'll see you next time. 